because it's uh, uh, aggressively growing uh, emerging markets uh, and even expand the product range. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we didn't exclude that. Uh, so potential uh, uh, exiting the future. All right, Hans Paul. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you. Uh, I'm sure that I'll touch one of your touchscreens before I meet you face to face. But it's been great having you on the show today. He's the co-founder and director of Agents Technology. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. Okay, people, having a quick look at the markets around the region that are open. It is green, green, green. Go for the Australian Stock Exchange, Cosby and Nikkei. They all seem to be a little perky this morning. We're going to have a quick look at the weather. If you haven't figured it out, it's a little wet out there, mainly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. Showers heavy in the morning. Max temperature, 32 degrees. This is Money Talk. I'm Andrew Work. Thanks for listening. It's 8.31. We go to Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. Two Australian journalists have been rushed out of China overnight after mainland police sought to question them. The withdrawal of Australian Broadcasting Corporation's Bill Bertels and Australian Financial Review correspondent Michael Smith came shortly after China detained a high-profile Australian journalist working for its state-run CGTN TV network. The ABC said Bill Bertels, who was based in Beijing, and Mike Smith, who worked from Shanghai, had sheltered in Australian diplomatic offices for several days before being allowed to leave the country. The pair flew out of Shanghai, accompanied by Australian diplomats last night and arrived in Sydney early this morning. The Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, has been taken out of the coma he was placed into following his poisoning with a suspected nerve agent three weeks ago. The hospital in Berlin said he was now responding to stimuli. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Alexei Navalny was poisoned, his supporters believe, drinking tea before boarding a plane in Siberia. Germany has said categorically that it was with Novichok, a group of lethal nerve agents developed in the Soviet Union. Mr Navalny, a fierce critic of President Putin, is now out of a coma, and doctors are gradually weaning him off mechanical ventilation. But they will not be drawn on whether he'll suffer long-term consequences of the poisoning. Germany has said it's considering targeted sanctions against Russia. The Kremlin denies any involvement. The fiancé of the murdered Saudi dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi has denounced the Saudi authorities for the final sentences related to his killing two years ago. The court ordered eight jail terms ranging from seven to 20 years, commuting five death sentences. Here's the BBC's Caroline Hawley. This has been described by Saudi officials as the final verdict in the case of Jamal Khashoggi, whose murder sparked an international outcry. The journalist was attacked by a Saudi hit squad inside his country's consulate in Istanbul. Saudi Arabia first denied any knowledge of the killing, then described it as a rogue operation. At the end of a trial last year, five men were sentenced to death, while two senior aides to Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, Mohammed bin Salman, were exonerated. The UN Special Rapporteur, commissioned to investigate Mr Khashoggi's killing, described today's court decision as another act in a parody of justice. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chilton and your co-host today is Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about Sunday's protests after police arrested nearly 300 people. They say that uh, about 1,000 people took to the streets for an anti-government rally on what would have been the day of the Legislative Council elections, which of course have now been postponed. Captured in a video which has now been widely circulated around the world, a male officer tackled a 12-year-old girl and pinned her to the ground. The images angered advocates for women's and children's rights coming just days after officers knocked over a pregnant woman. Police say the girl took part in an illegal gathering and officers used minimum force after she ran away in a suspicious manner. Among the many arrested were a bus driver and separately also Tamtik Chi of Civic Passion who was arrested the same morning for uttering seditious words inciting hate and contempt against the government. It's been more than a year since anti-government protests erupted. What makes people still turn up at these events? What do you think of the police's use of force on Sunday? Is it effective? Does it increase hostility towards the police? What will it take to end the street protests? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. That's 233-88266. Joining us for the first part of the uh, programme, we have uh, Ho Lok Sang, uh, Pan Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute at the Lingnan University, Uh, and we hope Jackie Fung, a think tank researcher and social commentator others joining us later in the in the program professor ho good morning to you once again thanks so much indeed for, for 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 joining us um let's uh, well first of all did you see the film of that of that uh, girl uh, the uh, 12 year old girl in that incident and what what did you make of it well i read uh, i read about it in the in the morning newspaper today mm-hmm. uh, but i haven't seen the, that clip uh of course i was not happy with uh, with uh, the police uh, um, uh, using any excessive force. Um, of course, the police has its, uh, its, its explanations, but uh, you see, what I'm actually most um, unhappy about is the fact that uh, at this juncture, you know, you still have these uh, protesters, so-called protesters, pro-democracy protesters coming out of the street and... and um, uh, disrupting uh, social social peace, and I think that is really very selfish, uh, and uh, that's actually what uh, that's actually the, the origin of all this uh, 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 police uh, uh, force, which is uh, of course sometimes uh, it's difficult to, to to tell the line, you know, to, to draw the line. Uh, um, you see, at the, at the front line, you know, some, some police officers, uh, based on the judgment, will do certain things that other people may think are not appropriate, but uh, other people on the front line may think that's appropriate. So there's always some, some dispute over this sort of thing. Um, Professor Ho, um, later on, the 12-year-old girl was not um, charged like you know the almost 300 other people, but uh, she was later fined for violating so- social distancing rules mm-hmm. along with her brother. So what mm-hmm. you know what 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 do you make of this? Um, uh, well, you, you should go and check out the video. You know, it shows a 12-year-old girl running. Yeah, they- yeah, the point is that at this, at this uh, time, you know, given the, the, the tremendous damage of COVID-19 on the community, on the economy, and uh, so many people lose jobs and so many businesses are, have failed or are about to, to close down, uh, 
You see, this is really not the time, you know, to 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 cause trouble. And I and I um, understand that uh, at this time, um, of course, we have the social distancing requirement, and uh, the police officers uh, do not want to uh, see large crowds assemble, um, and um, that certainly will pose some risk. Um, but uh, um, and and of course other other uh, uh, crimes uh, may not fit the uh, the uh, these uh, persons, uh, so so they just use that charge of uh, uh, violating the social distancing. You know, that that is more convenient. That's more convenient, and and, and it serves the purpose of discouraging people assembling. You know. In, in large crowds. Does it really, though? I mean, the, uh, does it discourage people if a thousand people took part despite these restrictions, despite the... Uh, yeah, you, you know, see, that's why I'm saying that, that, that they're really selfish. Selfish in the sense that... No, 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 my point, my, point would be, my point would be you've got the police, you've got the police using extremely heavily armoured, they've got weapons, you've got the, uh, you've got the legislation, yeah, they, you've got the national security legislation, yeah, they, you've got all those, you've got the special force, you've they, got they the... Have well, I haven't finished. Then, no, let me then. finish, please. You've got, you've got the, uh, you've got the uh, anti... Uh, the legislation restricted to, to COVID, you've got the, uh, the uh, legislation restricting any sort of gatherings, you've got all that, and still people turn out. So I'm saying well why do they do it why in spite of all that they, they keep doing it and how are you gonna how are you gonna stop that how are you gonna stop people if you want yeah. to bring peace to your streets yeah, they, do, you, do you just do you just increase it do you just make them more violent or what i'm saying that they feel good you know for doing something that they believe in you see but uh, they're just thinking about what they believe in and they're not thinking about what uh, the actions will do to others. You see, it, is, it has uh, um, disrupted traffic, you know, uh, taxis cannot uh, uh, do the businesses and uh, businesses are hurt, you see. And um, um, it's not contributing anything, you know, if, if anything, this is going to... Okay, to so how would you get that message across? Because as I say, they, they've got an enormous armory now. Uh, the the establishment, the police, yeah, the, the they, government, they've got every weapon at their disposal and still people are coming out. So, And, and it may not. well be, frankly, that once COVID goes away, even more people will turn out. So you could argue those things are ineffective. I mean, you know, I'm just... I you wouldn't know. say that they're ineffective. Okay, the, compared, but... Compared to the, uh, to the much larger crowds that... Okay, that, yeah. You, you know, uh, uh, today and... And uh, a few months ago, it's really quite different. You know, it's like 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 night and day. It's re really different. You see, so so the point the point is to to discourage uh, these uh, uh, um, uh, large crowds, and of course, uh, it's Im imperative, you know, for for Hong Kong to to stop this uh, uh, call for separation and. Uh, uh, um, independence. You see, that's really basic to the interests of the vast majority of Hong Kong people. And so uh, these uh, people who keep doing this, they do it because they feel happy doing that. You see, but this, this is selfish. 
It's because, you know, remember last year we, there was talk of there being a few hundred kind of hardcore people who were leading the demonstrations and were, you know, were the most aggressive uh, and so on. And we've had 10,000 people arrested since then. We've had all these new weapons added to the, to the establishment's armory. And as I say, I don't see any sign that it's, that it's changed minds particularly, but you would see that in the numbers on the I streets. Don't, of, of course. People's minds are not going to be changed uh, by, 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 by this use of force, but uh, they, uh, uh, you see, you have to, in the final analysis, you know, people, people, people have to change the minds of their own accord. You know, they cannot be forced to change the minds. You see, so, so uh, what, what the, um, the national security law and all of these uh, um, armors that you mentioned uh, are, are there is just to deter um, the problem to get out of hand. You see, it's not there to change people's minds. Of course, there is uh, 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 an ongoing campaign, you know, to try to educate people that uh, Hong Kong has been part of China all along. You see, and it was, it was, it was uh, uh, the the, uh, the Britain, you know, that um, uh, had used force and taken uh, Hong Kong from China. You see, that that was a historical fact, and people have to understand it. So. Um, and also compared to the colonial days, as a matter of fact, Hong Kong's freedoms have tremendously increased. You see, we've never had uh, um, uh, uh, elections you know, for so many years, and even the uh, Chinese as, as official language uh, wasn't adopted until late uh, in the uh, 70s, uh, last century. You see, so... Uh. Uh, Professor Ho, uh, uh, we, what? Have to, we have to understand that uh, pro progress has been, uh, um, you know, the SAR government has made a lot of progress. And we have this CSSA and so on, which there was, um, uh, you know, that, that was much, much better, much, much better than, than, than during the colonial uh, but going back to the girl, the 12 year old girl, she's a minor and she's not armed. And, um, you know, the aggressiveness of the police will risk uh, innocent people being detained. Yeah, I, and, and the girl is not really um, participating or chanting any slogans from, from the video clip. So yeah, she's just a passerby. That's, that's why I said that I, 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 I was uh, not happy with the police using this force. You see, but uh, um, um, on, on front line, you know, these things are really difficult to see so so well you know because uh, on the front line when when you have these uh, large crowds and uh, some some police officers may may uh, misuse the judgment you know it's possible you know so so it's an unhappy incident and, and i hope the police has learned Jackie Fung is with us, Think Tank Research and Social Commentator. Good morning to you. Thanks so much indeed for, for joining us this morning. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, especially that video of the 12-year-old girl? As I say, it's gone around the world. Um, it's been covered widely. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts? I partially agree or disagree with Professor Ho. Uh, um, maybe the police have a pressure to, to, to uh, crack down this kind of protest, but I'm afraid the Sunday protest, the handling of the Sunday protest may induce a social unrest by putting our social unrest. So it, it becomes a very 
a strange uh, idea of of uh, government using police as a aggressive force, as as Ms. Wong, Mr. Mr. Wong said, that uh, uh, in this twelve years old uh, cases. But I'm also I'm worrying about the. the uh, the police handling and also how how this kind of uh, handling policy aligned with other government policy uh, on the perspective of pro Beijing or pro governments in 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 Hong Kong, you can see that we have a lot of measures taken in in Hong Kong uh, nowadays after the two thousand and nineteen uh, incidents and unrest. We have education uh, as minor education reform curriculum reform, and also we are putting out the national security law educations. Also, in fighting COVID-19, Beijing and Hong Kong government put a lot of effort to 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 make uh, good in front of our peoples, and also we are gaining the social uh, trust. But I'm afraid uh, the Sunday protest is uh, making an idea that police is more a a risk factor or even a liability factors to the government. So this is what I'm worrying about. If the police cannot handle it well later or in in, in futures. Uh, I don't know what government can do because it is uh, cancelling or balancing what we have done in the past few months. So um, I'm sincerely hoping the idea uh, of the police forces to know that we can't put put out a social unrest by inducing a new social unrest. So this is contradicting to the government policy. So I, I, I hope we can handle it better in later. But I, I don't think it is possible because it, 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 it needs a lot of trainings and a lot of um, uh, maybe uh, internal affairs or to, to handle this. There's another element which you, which you didn't quite touch on there, which is the which is the media, and, and that's a, that's in the, the the national security legislation, isn't it, to improve management of uh, of media, uh, including the internet, and that hasn't really materialised yet, except maybe. 200 people raiding a newspaper um, but uh, apart from that and maybe RTHK um, maybe that's to come as well but um, but the media are, are playing an important part and if you look at the uh, film from Sunday's protests there were huge amounts of people wearing yellow jackets whether they were media or not or whatever they were there as kind of as to, to watch uh, essentially very very large amounts of people doing that flooding the streets in fact with, with, with observers or media or something like that, whatever you want to call them. What's happening there? Are they making it worse? Are they stirring it up? If you were in charge of the government and you wanted to win hearts and minds, is that where you'd be looking now? I think uh, handling media in Hong Kong is unlike other parts in China, especially in Hong Kong. Is a quite We still enjoy uh, some freedoms of media and also... Everyone can be a media outlet nowadays. Mm. We can't stop the internet, even though the footage from the uh, of the twelve years girls incidents, it might take from one reporter, but also it can be taken by a, a citizens. And while it put online, it will widespread. So we we will handle the the media well by suggesting or uh, inducing a, a more uh, positive source from a government, or we can have more balance view from government. But it can't, cannot handle the scandal. It just gives more balanced uh, resources and also the uh, material for the media to choose. Especially in the 12 years old incidents, I think the, uh, the, the major loss is not from the local media, but also in the international media. Because when this uh, footage comes out from the media in Hong Kong, in Facebook, and it goes in, 
while in in UK in US media, and it it affects the our our governance and also the the strategies of our international communities against China or or China in Hong Kong cases. So we we can't handle media as what uh, in Chinese government did in, in mainland China. We can block the internet. So I think we are doing the best as we we can. But do, do you think it is um, you know government's wish to rebuild the um, the police image? Uh, as we all know, the police has been criticised of using excessive force since last year. Uh, we thought that they might uh, rethink and um, re-strategize, uh, but uh, in a sort of small-scale protest, uh, you know, of 1,000 people on Sunday, um, it uh, changed directions. It, it went uh, even more aggressive. Yeah, I I see, and I also I have seen a lot of. Uh, what we have seen in, in police forces, they are rebuilding their image. First of all, uh, the, the PPRB, the uh, public relations arms of police forces, have a lot of seminar. I think it, it holds three to four seminar with the principal in schools and also with the uh, senior teachers in school, uh, deliver, uh, and, and telling the story how the police force will handle later. And also we can see a lot of uh, public service outsourcing to the uh, PR company to teach how the, uh, pop, uh, the, the PR arms of police forces to handle media. We can see that effort, but we can't see the effect of it. Just, we have the effort, actually. Okay, uh, some uh, thoughts uh, from listeners. Uh, Andrew Kay says, So, the 12-year-old girl is totally innocent? Question mark. You are not jumping to conclusions, are you? Her age only was revealed after her arrest. Maybe her parents should be arrested. That comes from uh, Andrew Kay. Uh, and uh, uh, Jay says, Here you go again, blaming the people, the protesters and the police. The public want to see Carrie Lam and her government on the television having a discussion about all these situations with the public. We want to know why the government are making their decisions and who in Hong Kong. Why the chief of police is making certain decisions and why. We want transparency. That comes uh, from uh, Jay. Uh, and uh, Ed call off air and said, Holok Sang says the protest on Sunday was against the will of the majority of Hong Kong people. When are we going to have the LegCo uh, election? Uh, uh, Holok Sang, I mean, that, as I say, that was kind of the cause of the, of the, um, uh, of the demonstration, the not having the uh, election. Um, do you th I mean, you know, you might say there are consequences if you, if you deny people any outlet, uh, if they can't protest on the street and they can't vote. Uh, then uh, what are they supposed to do? Well, in the first place, uh, I was not happy with uh, the extension, you know, the, uh, the, the, this postponing for, for one year. I had been hoping that it may be postponed for a few months, you know, but the government decided it to be, uh, that it should be postponed for one year. It may have its own reason. It's a bit, very difficult to tell. You see, it's uh, just like uh, the Olympics. In Tokyo, okay, some people had wanted to 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 hold it, you know, uh, uh, um, even this year. But then eventually they found that it's really not possible, and so it has been to be postponed till next year. But who knows where the next year it will be held? It's difficult to tell. You see, so um, in the in the judgment judgment of the government, and of course I. I don't really uh, uh, know too well about the, uh, the complexities of administering an election and postponing it for uh, a few months, and then, and then, um, uh, um, in the end, calling it off again and, and postponing it even further. 
You see, that, that may be very stressful for the government and, and in terms of resource utilization and so on. So it, it has made its decision. And what, it, you know, of course you, you can, you can uh, voice out your disagreement and so on, but uh, my point is that if you are disrupting businesses and disrupting traffic and so on at this time, I think that's irresponsible. You know, it is really against the interests of Hong Kong people. And the fact is that all of these protests in the past couple of years, what has it led to? It has only led to the uh, the the um, uh, the inaction of this uh, uh, national security law in Hong Kong. You see, there's nothing achieved. You see, they have the thing about it. You, you see, uh, from the very first first day, I've been asking uh, uh, people, pro-democracy people. You see, I'm entirely with them. I wanted a, a low threshold uh, um, uh, kind of admission of candidates, you know, for, uh, um, as uh, uh, potential candidates, you know, for the CE election. I had always uh, hoped that the threshold to enter the race would be low. You know, I advocated it all along. And as you may recall, my own suggestion, my own plan was considered to be uh, acceptable, you know, by the international panel. It was among the 10 um, um, uh, potential um, uh, uh, candidates, you know, for, for, for people to, to vote on. But they, you know, that, that, that Hong Kong U um, um, organizers, uh, eventually, somehow, they selected only three, and all of those three had um, so-called uh, civil uh, Civic nomination. nomination, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they just excluded um, mine. Sure. Okay. So I have been asking people, well, try to do what you can okay. you know, to earn the trust of Beijing, and then you can have low, low threshold. Okay. But then they, they destroy the trust, and, and, and the end is that, uh, and the result is that, that the threshold is higher than I had expected. Mm. And, uh, and then we have this national security law. You see, all that they are doing is actually destroying that trust and making it even more difficult for Hong Kong to have, to have more freedom. You see, they, they are actually entirely counterproductive. You see, I'm entirely with them, you know, as far as Hong Kong's freedoms are, are concerned. I want more freedom, but they are destroying Hong Kong's freedoms. Okay. Uh, I had an email from uh, Din. Uh, this is in response to, uh, to uh, w a question of whether there was more democracy after the handover. Uh, Din says, uh, Anson Chan pointed out that Britain tried and China said no. Quote, even the 60s and 70s, the Foreign and Commonwealth Office in London attempted to introduce democracy and free elections only to be told by Beijing, including Chiao Enlai, that under no circumstances would China tolerate a democratically elected Hong Kong because they saw that as the first step towards independence. Furthermore, she added, China did not rule out the possibility they would take Hong Kong back by force. Chan's statement is based on a series of declassified documents showing that as far back as the 1950s, Britain floated democratic reforms in Hong Kong only to be firmly rebuffed by the People's Republic. That, that, that's, that's from Din. Maybe we'll separate that for, for, for another day. But just before you, you go, Holok saying, I mean, I, I don't know, I get, the, <clears throat> I get the impression that, like I say, if you took away... If you took away the COVID restrictions and if you allowed public assemblies, you could get a million people back on the streets again because the people are still unhappy, uh, as unhappy as they were last year, if not more. 
did you agree? Do you think that's true? And, and, and once again, how are you going to address that if, that's, if that is true? I don't think that is true. You don't think so? You think people I have changed their mind? Changed yeah, their... yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, it's not that people have changed their minds. As I said, pe- hello? Yeah, go on. It's okay. Yes. Um, I, I don't think people have changed their minds. Uh, changing people's minds takes a long time, and they, they have to be wholeheartedly uh, um, um, agreeing to some, some new uh, principles, you know, that would really take a long time, you know. But uh, uh, for the time being, uh, some of the, you know, the national security laws by itself will uh, have some deterrent effect, and of course it may also cut off some of the financial uh, support, you know, for the protesters that, that then become from overseas and may deter some people from from uh, uh, aligning with uh, with uh, foreign interests, and, and that is good. Uh, but you don't, you cannot, you cannot change people's minds overnight. It's impossible. Uh, but there will be fewer people uh, coming out, you know, because they they are learning. I, I hope that they are learning that uh, all these. Uh, uh, agitations are not going to serve the purpose at all. It's actually counterproductive. It's making, making the real world uh, more distant you know, from what they're striving for. Uh, and that's sad. That's tragic. Okay, well, we're going to uh, take a break in just a moment for the news at nine. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Alan, just in an email, says, uh, Holok Sang is not going to convince anyone with his main tactic of gaslighting. First, he says he never saw the video of the 12-year-old girl being brutally arrested, so he evades discussing that. Uh, goes on to some rambling talk about how protests disrupt traffic. Just now he's asserting the SAR has more democracy now than is ever allowed under the British. No one in Hong Kong on any side could be convinced by these statements. Really, what next? Have we always been at war with East Asia? That's a reference to... Uh, George Orwell in 1984 and the uh, subject line is Orwellian uh, Holocstown, thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, this morning from uh, Lingnan University we're going to continue the discussion after the news at nine, uh, as I say we want to hear from you call us 233-88266 or join the conversation uh, on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3 or drop us an email backchat at rthk.hk uh, but uh, cut the insults please. The weather forecast mainly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms there's an amber rainstorm warning at the moment as well as a, a thunderstorm warning. 26 degrees now. Humidity is at 94%. Indian forces fired warning shots in a disputed border region in the Himalayas. It didn't specify what steps had been taken, but tensions in the area remain high after 20 Indian troops and an unknown number of Chinese soldiers were killed in a border clash in June. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Tuesday morning with Ada Wong and me, Hugh Tiverton. We're talking about uh, Sunday's protest and about uh, uh, protests in general uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, why are they continuing? Uh, um, the scale is obviously very different uh, and the character, in many ways, the attitude of the police um, seems to be different. And we're also thinking about that uh, video of a 12-year-old girl being uh, knocked over and pinned to the ground by a policeman that was uh, filmed uh, on Sunday. If you've got any thoughts... Uh, on this, you can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk is the address. Or you can call us. We'd like to hear from you. And our telephone number is 233-88266, 233-88266. Joining us is Jackie Fung, a think tank researcher and social commentator. We're also joined now by Icarus Wong from uh, Civil uh, Rights uh, Observer. He's a member of that uh, 
group, and we were talking also in the first part of the programme to uh, Holok Sang, who's uh, fairly regular on our programme from uh, Lingnan University. Um, okay, some thoughts from listeners. Uh, Gobax says, if uttering seditious words and inciting hatred against the government, lest it gets upset and start to cry, are now arrestable offences, in what form is it possible to espouse change in Hong Kong and China without being guilty of Orwellian thought crime? That's from uh, Gobax. And uh, Jay says, good morning. After the 12-year-old girl who attacked by policemen, where are all the child protection organisations? They should do more than just make a statement on Facebook. They should take strong action to condemn uh, the police. Uh, and uh, on uh, Facebook... TC says, um, one, after implementing national security legislation for over two months, I think it's safe to say the law hasn't achieved its original purpose. One of them is the slogan, Restore Stability. This law clearly hasn't deterred any anti-government protests. Two, the 6th of September was supposed to be election day for LegCo. The government could announce this problem by simply holding this election, as scheduled, or shortly after. Three, some protest-related events made me question about feminism or the feminist movement in Hong Kong. After how the police treated a pregnant woman in Prince Edward on the 31st of August, as well as that of a 12-year-old girl in Yamate, I've yet to hear of any women's groups in Hong Kong issuing any kind of statements. I also haven't seen uh, Hong Kong female uh, KOLs who participated in the Black and White Challenge, a movement that began with a femicide in Turkey. So these two incidents uh, in uh, Hong Kong. TC also says, Hugh made a good point uh, on the, on the uh, I presume, the national security... Uh, legislation. Uh, police action uh, is only treating the symptoms. The people in power need to look at the cause of the problem. Uh, and Bill says, oh, please, let's talk about the really critical issue of blocking Mulan and Agnes Ting Chow's hair. Uh, OK, and... Uh, Tom says the protesters now have no chance of winning, a higher and higher chance of arrest. Democracy or elections were hardly ever discussed among the actual protesters. Uh, the superiority of Western democracy has been shaken through the last six months. So what makes people still turn up at these events is a very good question. It all seems to be driven by social media anger of the same variety that drives localist, nationalist, far-right, wherever movements in the US and Europe. People looking for power or attention, taking a 10-second out-of-context video and amplifying their against them their us-against-them message. With the changes in US social media companies shutting down far-right accounts and expansion of Europe hate-speak laws, it appears the world is moving in the direction of social media keyword and topic censorship, ironically pioneered by you-know-who. That comes uh, from Tom. Uh, Icarus Wong, good morning to you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Let's start with that, with the video of the 12-year-old uh, girl. What, what do you think of the causes, implications uh, of that event? I think the police, uh, they have to uh, improve their training uh, for, uh, for, for the uh, frontline uh, officers to have a uh, better uh, sensitivity and uh, and more training at how they handle uh, voluntary good. For example, uh, pregnant women, uh, children, uh, elderly people, and also maybe some uh, persons that are mentally uh, disabled or have uh, psychiatric uh, conditions. And uh, in the recent uh, police operation, we can see that uh, their lack of uh, this kind of uh, sensitivity, they have no doubt to uh, using force uh, against uh, children. And 
uh, all we know that uh, police officers, they are well trained uh, of uh, using force. So it is very convenient for them to pin a 12-year-old child, uh, 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 child uh, to the ground. And it is very easy for them and it is very convenient. But uh, obviously it is unnecessary and it is also uh, inconsistent uh, with uh, the police captain, uh, the minimum level uh, of uh, minimum uh, principle of uh, use of force. So uh, I think the management of the police force, they have to uh, figure out what happened uh, on that day. And uh, why the police officer, they have to uh, pin this uh, child uh, to the ground. Because uh, according to the uh, police uh, press release, they said uh, they suspect uh, to violate uh, the uh, regulation on po- uh, po- prohibition of uh, uh, social gathering. And uh, it's just a suspicion. So, so uh, I don't see the justification of uh, using uh, this strong force uh, to pin the uh, child uh, to the ground. And also, I think uh, all of the uh, law enforcement agencies uh, in the world, that uh, they receive training that uh, they have to take up, uh, they have to pay special attention when, uh, to those uh, people that are more vulnerable. For example, just as I said, the pattern women and, and also child and also elderly people. And yes, by common sense, uh, they have to avoid to use force uh, against a uh, child. And uh, they should uh, use, and also, yes, also set out in the UN uh, law enforcement, uh, law, law en- enforcement agencies guidelines that uh, the police, yeah, the law enforcement agency, they, they should also avoid uh, using force uh, against uh, children and parents, women. So I, I don't know what's happening in Hong Kong, why the police, they uh, have uh, low hesitation that uh, to put down the parents' women uh, in their operations, uh, even they making up where they, they don't care. Uh, those uh, people, maybe just uh, uh, bystanders or just people uh, uh, passing by uh, on the street, they, they don't care about them. They just want to uh, finish their job. And there's lots, uh, and, and I think it's too much. Uh, and uh, the police, they have to review uh, their, their practice. Um, the police, uh, you know, one insider explained that um, the preemptive preemptive approach is really um, to prevent the demonstration from uh, plunging into further violence. Um, uh, judging at the scale of the protests, uh, do you think it's um, a reasonable kind of strategy? I think uh, when we look uh, into uh, international rights law, uh, the government they should not uh, see uh, assume uh, the. Uh, assembly will go to uh, violence. And uh, yes, the government, they, and also is that uh, in our uh, Hong Kong uh, uh, court case, uh, that uh, the, the police, they have the positive duty to facilitate a uh, peaceful uh, assembly. So uh, I don't think it's uh, right that uh, the government, uh, they presume uh, every uh, protest will uh, turn in, uh, into uh, violence uh, in the end. And unless uh, there's uh, very strong uh, intelligence and also uh, maybe uh, the organizer, they uh, can that uh, they will use violence yeah, in the assembly. Otherwise, the, the government they shouldn't have uh, such a presumption. And uh, one more thing I would like to add is uh, actually all this conversation can be avoided. 
uh, given that uh, the situation of COVID-19 outbreak is stabilizing in Hong Kong, I think uh, instead of prohibiting all the protests and results, uh, this is uh, unnecessary consultation and conversation and also uh, massive arrest. The government, they should uh, exercise their possibility to facilitate peaceful assembly. They should review the regulations and uh, and also allow the Hong Kong people to exercise their right to freedom assembly. Of course, the government they, is very justified they, uh, to impose uh, certain uh, uh, conditions uh, to fulfill the public health concerns, uh, such as uh, to outside designated place for uh, protests for public assembly, such as uh, they only can hold public assembly for protests uh, in a uh, football playground, and also. If you, but if you allowed, if you allowed public assembly, uh, how would you stop it just turning into a repeat of last year's violence? Uh, as I said, uh, the government they should not presume every protest will turn into violence. If there is a long peaceful action, well, yeah, but we had six months of learning a very hard lesson last year, didn't we? Because what, what, because in the end, every every demonstration turned turned violent. But for example, uh, uh, in, uh, last Sunday, uh, the Hong Kong people they attempt to hold a uh, protest. Uh, this actually is generally is a peaceful assembly. Uh, even the, uh, the government, even the police, uh, they said uh, they are uh, participating in uh, an office assembly because they ban entirely. They entirely ban all the uh, uh, assembly uh, notifications. So that's why I think in terms of uh, to make a massive arrest of uh, 300 people and put them uh, in police station, I think it's more risky. That's to uh, to result uh, to. Uh, Causing another uh, virus outbreak when you keep uh, 150 people in each uh, police station. So I think uh, where the government they can review their regulation and impose uh, those uh, uh, precaution measures to minimize uh, the risk and let and also to balance the rights to uh, of uh, Hong Kong people to exercise uh, their rights of freedom assembly. Can, can I- and, Okay, can I, can, I, can I put to you another question that that, that came up, uh, and and Tom uh, kind of asked and answered it. Why do people still turn up at those, these events? Uh, Tom's answer was that it's driven by social media anger, people looking for power or attention, uh, amplifying uh, uh, an us against them uh, kind of message. Why do people? Why do you think people still turn up at these events? I think uh, Hong Kong people they have a lot of uh, grievances. Uh, because of the recent social events, because of the government's uh, mishandling of the, the uh, of the uh, COVID nineteen virus uh, control, and also the delay, the postponement of uh, the general elections, and also uh, all those uh, controversy between uh, about uh, the police brutality. So uh, that's why I think it's very important for the government to let the people to speak. To exercise, to express their view, and this is one of the way, one of the solution to make the society uh, more peaceful. And these people, they, they have the chance, they have the way to to uh, voice out their demands. And uh, but what we as what we can see is the government they refuse. They use a high-handed approach to ban all the public assembly and. Uh, if you say something uh, radical uh, on the internet, you get arrested. People are really feeling uh, so so uh, 
under press and free the government, they are suppressing uh, their freedom, suppressing their voice, and and also and uh, using the COVID-19 as a reason to suppress uh, this voice. That's why people they have a lot of grievances. Okay, just a few uh, comments uh, from uh, listeners. Uh, Jay says the fact that most people are registered for voting in Hong Kong, the fact the government can deliver face masks to everyone, sure there is no reason why the public can't vote by post. But of course we can't have that. It comes uh, from Jay. David says, biased RTHK again. Why don't you ask the question why a 12-year-old takes part in an illegal protest the police and the government were warning against and why her parents were not there and why was she running from the police? As you pick and choose videos and to be more balanced, why don't you highlight the peaceful protesters in the Polam MTR station on the 4th of September where the thugs pushed around a middle-aged lady accusing her of taking their pictures and demanded her to turn in her cell phone all for freedom and democracy and Andrew Kay says with the subject line child rioters perhaps children should have their age marked on their face mask and uh, Matthew says Holok Sang has no credibility how could he possibly agree to come on a program discussing Sunday's protests and claim he has not seen the video of the 12 year old girl going out to buy stationery and being crash tackled by riot police it's ridiculous that he's the best representative the central liaison office will allow to regularly appear on back chat these days in a city with their accountability the police will be on the program explaining their own behaviour not this professor talking circular nonsense uh, Toby why don't the police community relations department ever appear uh, on uh, back chat uh, thanks very much indeed for, for those comments yeah Jackie Fong yeah so um, I may have a question to ask for, for, to Mr Wong because on, on the training of the police I think in 2019 before 2019 the police forces have uh, invite a lot of NGOs for, uh, into the trainings of police forces, uh, introducing how, how they would like to handle the human rights issue, protests, and handling some uh, uh, cases. But uh, as we all now know that the, um, the the unsatisfactory or even aggressive handling of this protest may induce some unrest uh, in future, I think this kind of training is needed. Uh, I wonder if the police force have also invited the, you or other NGOs in your kind say, uh, to have a training with the police forces recently? I, I don't aware of uh, any this, this kind of a conference or a training session that uh, involve uh, NGOs' participation. And uh, I, I would be very welcome if they invite me to, uh, to explain uh, what is the human rights approach on uh, policing, how, how they can... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, policing for SMB in a human uh, with a human rights approach, but uh, yeah, I didn't be invited in such a uh, training or workshop. Um, Jackie, you you mentioned about the training a few times now, uh, but um, I heard a little bit about the training. I believe that it was training for sort of the more senior police uh, officers and not the rank and file, not the police tactical unit. Mm. Um, you know these uh, the, the the front line people who have to um, you know face the protesters, but but then you know uh, perhaps you can also answer the question of you know why are people still going to protests? Uh, so there's there's a message um, on social media and say, okay, the you know, sixth of September is supposed to be our polling day, um, you know, and we don't have our elections anymore. So let's go out and and you know let's say one thousand people still heeded the call and went out. So why are they going out? Are they really angry? And you know how can we bring closure to this? Uh, I I do think that if. 
啊、uh, ，in the society they always complain and also there will say some other comments、uh, to the government. So this is okay to have protests or, or going out. Uh, from the polling result of the、uh, public opinion survey and also from the result of the district、uh, council election, there is some people angering up, uh, up to the, towards the government against the government. This is okay, but the problem is we have a deadline to fight. We have two deadlines for government. One deadline is the、um, is the ending of COVID because if there's an ending of COVID or there is a vaccine there. We can't have any reason to ban the protest because of the social distancing. So that's one deadline. I think this maybe in six months. The other deadline is in one year later. That I think if、uh, the the government will do the elections, that will be one year later. So we have two deadlines to find. Within these two deadlines, the government have to build the social trust between the government and also、uh, the peoples. Maybe the establishment with the people, so that they can win the election or either keep the、uh, the protest in a peaceful way. But I don't see if the police forces, front line or the commander,、uh, do such things or、uh, do such bad things or damage to the social image. That trust cannot be built, and we have very tight deadline to fight for government or for probation camps. And you think this? Trust can be built、uh, when when we see、um, you know how the police handles、uh, not only a child but we haven't mentioned the bus driver.、Uh, I think apparently the bus driver was just honking at the police officer, so he was、um, arrested for dangerous driving, also for possession of a dangerous weapon, which is a spanner. So what do you make of that, Jackie? Yeah, that is another case. I, I, we can find that、uh, that there's a、uh, the reason that because why why the the bus driver、uh, have that such tools, but I I don't think、um, I I think the police have a reason to make a case, but I think after that they make a wrong case or maybe there is a damage to the、uh, public opinion, they should have a better PR to explain why they are doing this and what will they do after they think this is a wrong case. But、uh, I don't see if the police will do it, and we can see that within these two deadlines, if the police officer cannot change his attitudes or his tactic towards the protest, I do believe that it will become a liability to the public opinions、uh, in the case of government. Maybe in 2019, the government said that the police is the the only assets or only forces they have in 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 the government, but I think within these two deadlines that. I think the police should communicate more with the with the government and also decision-making bodies, even with the establishment camp in the Lashko, because they they are the other deadline device. My impression is that the administration has become more、uh, not exactly aggressive, but more like Donald Trump or something. So if someone criticizes you, you don't just sort of block it; you would criticize them back, and they've been much more active in、uh, going for the critics. And if somebody says there is separation. Of powers, then they are trying to encourage independence and, and so on.、Um, what do you think about that as an approach? That is a good tactic. If it's talking about, if it's talking back, about a,、yeah. a election, that is a good tactic for some of the.、Um, I, we can't say this is a radical、uh, candidate, but we can say it's from a. I'm saying this is what the government is doing. I'm saying the administration seems to be doing that. Seems to be much more proactive. Seems to be taking the fight to its critics, whereas before it would kind of fend them off. 
it seems to be now yes, stepping forward. It is a good case for uh, some of the election, but it is not a it's not all successful cases. This is not a a universal truth or rule for the for the PR. We can say it is a good case in in Donald Trump's, but we can't say it is a good case in other places of the world. So, but in Hong Kong, we have a a data to enhance. We have a public opinion polling. I think it's every six months or every three months we have a public opinion polling. And also we have a, a distant uh, el- uh, council election a few months before. And with these two res- uh, results, we can see that this kind of tactic do not have uh, any any effect. So uh, maybe we have a hardcore fence uh, as the, uh, uh, developed for the for the uh, government, but we can't swing the swing group. We can't swing the middle the, the, the middle ground. So so that that's a problem. But uh, to hold a stabilized society, we all we we need the hardcore fans for the government, but also we need the swing group. Uh, if we can't so, push um, out the swing group, that, that right. would be a big case. So, Jackie, you you seem to know a little bit about government's agenda to rebuild trust. Uh, I mean, just from looking at the news every day, I I can't feel that at all because I I think they're doing um, you know actions and saying things uh, to the opposite. Uh, after seeing the video of this 12-year-old girl, the, a good friend of mine who's in her early 40s, uh, two sons. They don't participate in protests, but they are now, you know, expediting their immigration process. They want to leave Hong Kong. And she was really sobbing, uh, mm. you know, when she talked to me on the phone. And she said, I can't stand it anymore. You know, I can't allow my 12-year-old boy to be arrested like that. And it might happen any day. Mm-hmm. So so w- w- what do you make of that? I, I quite often meet random people and people in shops who will say similar things. Who, yeah. 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 Burst into tears or say they're leaving Hong Kong and so on. Yeah, that, that and is... Yes, uh, one of the, yeah, and uh, just one point would add. Uh, and yes, one of the problems that how the police, uh, they trigger their, their reason to our West. And we can see that on Sunday, they, they just uh, said, uh, called the night and, and circled uh, a large group of people and said that uh, they are taking part in a unlawful assembly. And uh, we, I, in my understanding, uh, some of the people... They are just uh, just uh, passing by on uh, walking on the pavement, but uh, the police they they use their power to arrest. That's why people they very so angry about the police. Yeah. Okay, here's an email from Andrew who who says uh, the CE has had nothing to do with the police since last year. Obviously, Beijing officers uh, were quick to praise police actions on Sunday, as the force has obviously been guaranteed immunity, guaranteed immunity from up north for a very long time. We can surely assume that direct communication to encourage zero police tolerance to any public vo- voicing of opposition to any of Beijing's plans has been in action in Hong Kong way before the NSL. The local administration is completely sidelined by Beijing in most matters now. Witness Hong Kong government remarks on any criticism of COVID tests smearing Beijing, followed shortly by Beijing's offices saying the same. The local government here is merely told to read scripts before Beijing offices put out the same statement. The police has nothing to do with the local administration. It's simply Beijing's direct dissent control force now. The reason no independent investigation of police will ever be allowed is surely that the central government's direct orders to them began a long time ago. Four armoured goons jump in a miner, on a miner. Well, it would happen across the border, so why not here? That 
is from uh, Andrew. Dennis from Lama says, since the Secretary for Injustice made it abundantly clear that no police officer would be prosecuted for behaviour against protesters, then the police are exploiting, are exploiting that freedom from justice. Do you wonder why they behave badly? That comes uh, from uh, Dennis. Andrew Kay says, another bad guest day. You seem to have an endless supply of guests who have weird views and an inability to articulate them. Uh, your guest, Jackie, fits this category. That's from uh, Andrew Kay. Thanks very much in, in, indeed for that uh, that comment. Uh, what about Beijing's role in, in all of this, Jackie, for? We, we can say we, uh, Beijing have only single strategy, but also in, in Hong Kong, there's only no single strategy. There, there is a hotline that against the protests and also the Hong Kong independence. But there also there's a good policy coming up. We can see that there's a lot of consultation uh, doing here in Hong Kong amongst the NGOs and amongst the think tank. They're trying to make some good policies and also some benefits to the professionals and other groups. So we can see that they're always a good strategy. But I don't know why nowadays this kind of uh, good strategy and also the hotline, uh, they are contradicting to each other. So I, I do think that it will, it will serve some game, so it will, it will be a bad result for the governments, as long, especially we have a deadline to fight. Which are the better policies recently? Uh, you have mentioned that you know, there's been a lot of consultations, but uh, perhaps they are all done uh, behind closed doors? I think there is a, some policy about the, uh, uh, in, in this kind of COVID-19 situation, uh, how can we put out the money better, or how can we uh, to, to, uh, improve our economic status and also the, the current things. So this is a simple policy that um, same things before. Okay. Well, Jackie Funk, thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. I think tank researcher and social commentator. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to Icarus Wong from uh, Civil Rights uh, Observer, Holok Sang in the first part of the programme, to everyone uh, who commented, who uh, emailed and commented on Facebook uh, as well this morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. A little traffic information because of an accident, slow lane, the West Kowloon Highway, Western Harbour crossing bound uh, near Olympic is uh, closed to traffic, so there's uh, queues and congestion uh, following that. And for the weather, the Amber rainstorm warning is still uh, in effect. Thunderstorm warning will remain effective until at least uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, this morning today it's going to be cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. The showers heavy at times, temperatures up to about 31 degrees. In the outlook, occasional showers and thunderstorms for the rest of the week to 26 degrees now and the relative humidity at 96%. If you receive any phone call asking for your online banking account numbers or passwords, stay alert. This is a phone scam. Swindlers may impersonate a law enforcement officer and claim that you have committed a crime. They may even ask you to input personal data into a website or mobile application to steal your money. If you come across any suspected scams, call the police anti-scam helpline 1-8-222. Don't be conned. Beware of deception. 931, the news with Samantha Butler. The last two journalists working for Australian media in China have been rushed out overnight after mainland police sought to question them. The Australian Broadcasting Corporation says its correspondent Bill Bertels and Michael Smith from the Australian Financial Review landed in Sydney this morning after flying from Shanghai last night. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, has defended the government's voluntary COVID-19 testing program, which has so far detected only 16 new coronavirus cases. He told an RTHK program that these silent carriers identified by the scheme are linked to several transmission chains involving people from all walks of life. He said the free tests had stopped these cases from infecting more people.
And the fiancé of the murdered Saudi dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi has denounced the Saudi authorities for the final sentences related to his killing two years ago. The court ordered eight jail terms ranging from seven to 20 years, commuting five death sentences. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, great interpreter of Beethoven. And by oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council, co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decide of what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Yep, and welcome to Tuesday. Here on The Morning Brew, I'm Phil Whelan. Well, just looking at the warnings, amber rainstorm warning, bit of a nasty day, thunderstorm warning. All the better for getting you to join us on Facebook Live and Radio 3 and check out our fun guests this morning. Starting off at 10.10 with some more great music from a local artist. That's going to be on Facebook Live. Now, that can never be a bad thing. Well, teenagers of the world have had a lot of time on their hands this year, and many have used them extremely well. Our first guest has plainly been using his pretty well. Singer-songwriter Harry Nichols was one of the first two guys from Hong Kong to enter the amazing, legendary Vienna Boys Choir. Obviously, he's a bit older now, so that's stopped. And he's going to be with us to talk about his latest release how he did it all that involves it's called can't stand myself which if you add a nice comma in there doubles nicely as a song about the excesses of beer join us on facebook live for that after 10 30 our mate from down under will be with us jared watts going to report on all things aussie including very interesting stuff you just heard sam read in the news after 11, we're off to meet Dr. Marion Pierce. I'm going to be finding all about bats in Hong Kong today. Of course, with expert Gary Aids from Kadori Farm. And Morris Misalowski is going to be on the line at 12.10 for some more biz futurism. Today, he wants to discuss the noun influencer. This is us three. US three. You can't hold me down. Young man, have fun anymore. Been to more places than you ever saw. Why you always wanna keep me poor? Can't my walk be cooler than yours? Keep the smoke in between my jaws, or is it my job to point out my flaws? Just because you got your mind on pause, cause I ain't got no time tonight for all the things that just ain't right, like traffic lights and crowded trains. Tonight it just won't be the same. 